This episode of the Stickers and Scuffs podcast has been brought to you by Remax Jack. Jack provides a friendly, customer-driven service in search for homes and provides excellent details on the market, values, and trends in buying and selling. Jack has been able to work with Cam on his search and always makes himself available when he has a question. Remax Jack will help you if you're looking to buy or sell a home within the GTA. He's who Cam K trusts to find his next home and he should be yours too. Remember, call Remax Jack and start to pack. For more information, go to remaxjack.ca. Hi, this is Mario Andretti and you're tuned into Cam, Graydon and the team as Stickers and Scuffs podcast. They're true Canadian racing fans. series and delaware speedway getting getting ready for their uh, seasons uh to begin so we had to have on jamie modsley and uh jamie the voice of the united apc late models and of delaware speedway jamie uh welcome back to the show love more sleep still media day boys <laughs> yeah it's that's uh that's the, the the best best thing to hear man uh things have been a little bit quiet on the apc front we haven't had a ton of uh announcements in terms of, of drivers but there has been some really big stuff that took place in the offseason jamie uh most notably that the, the announcement that there's going to be expansion in terms of race distances this year uh let's talk about that yeah the ntn triple crown program obviously uh kicking off the inaugural season this year and uh it should be neat the uh the opening race at sunset and then one of the sabo events and then uh, getting back to a little longer race at Delaware for the Great Canadian Weekend. It's it's remarkable because I think I mean fans fans and themselves like we 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 like to to bitch and complain all the time about not, stuff not being long enough. I think 100 laps is definitely great, but I mean, come on, doing 150 longer or more races uh, distances are one thing. The challenges. I would imagine on the teams and the drivers, do we foresee this being a bigger challenge for them or is it just going to be, that's eh, just a couple extra laps. I think it's some extra laps and, and well, longer races don't all, always necessitate it being better racing. Um, 
you know, there's there's a lot of times during the year where you're like, you know, what, 10 more laps, it could have been a whole different story, you know. Um, I, I think the 100-lap distance is good. I think the biggest thing is just to create those crown jewel events. I mean, the same way yes. when, you, you you know, from a NASCAR standpoint, there's a big difference winning in Kansas in September and winning the World 600, the Coca-Cola 600, or the Daytona 500, uh, you know. And I think having those marquee events that are just a, a little more important, I think is a bonus for the series. And again, whenever you can get a sponsor that steps up like that, yeah. puts a little bit more money in the driver's pockets. So from a team owner and a driver's standpoint, you can't complain for sure. Yeah. Think, you... The other big thing was, I, I know the topic came up on tires. I hope there's no tire change, especially for the one fifties. I think they're just going to let them go. Cause I, I don't want to yeah. see that cut into the purse. Right. You know, that's that straight out of the racer's pockets. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, racing as a whole, I mean, we're, we can talk about the whole pandemic thing uh, till the end of time. And we probably will doing, it was kind of a reset for the racing world and, and we're kind of uh, riding the wave, if you will, Jamie. And it, as you say, like the American racing culture has the marquee events and not that we don't in Canada, but it, it's nice to kind of instill and shore up those marquee events and maybe attract a little more sponsorship dollars to kind of stimulate the motorsports economy as you're talking about. And, and even something like you say, as simple as having a tire rule where you you run what you got till the end, just to save the bottom dollar. But then the drivers are going to be wheeling those things and sawing on the wheel right down to the checkered flag. So, I mean, the whole package as a rule, I mean, it's a, uh, that's that's reason enough alone to buy a ticket, right? You, you got to save your tires not for not not for just a hundred laps now, but but for a hundred and fifty. And um, again, I years and years ago, there's a, a whole bunch that went into this, but they used to run modifieds at Delaware on a weekly basis with used tires. They used to get them from the Cascar guys. Now, yeah. again, there was more problems to the rule than that, which made it a little bit of a different story, but. The, the one year Delaware said, hey, we're going to pay the modified guys more. We're going to let them buy new tires. They weren't ahead at the end of the day. It, you know, now you go from picking up a set of used stickers for 25 bucks at the time to now mm -hmm. you've got to spend $400 on a set of tires. Oh, but they're going to pay you 300 more. It's just mm -hmm. the math doesn't add up. You know, so I, I really hope they, they keep it at the one tire limit, especially for those 150 lap races. And again, pay the guys a little more money, but don't make them pay it out of the tire truck. It really feels like we're getting into like the, the 21st century type business model of racing where you have to look at it from the broad view like that, where it has to translate to a good product on the track, but it also has to make sense for, for the teams to keep coming back week after week for these things and, and having those big races where you're going to put some extra butts in the seats too. It's uh, it's a great plan and it's, it's just good for the motorsports culture in Ontario and Canada. Well, I, I definitely lucked out being a, I mean, being a Delaware home track guy, uh, you know, I, I got that place in my backyard and, and mm -hmm. since the new ownership group has taken over, you know, the, the numbers on a regular Friday night compared to what they were five, 10 years ago, it, you know, it just, it makes you excited to go to the racetrack. I think, yeah. Like, there's, I don't know, almost 3000 people there the one night for King of the Hill, like, right? you know, what's yeah. Wasn't even a stock car race. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's I, the, I, that could be the freak show element. That's a whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to see, though. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, we we both are kind of kicking ourselves because we, we, we heard about the days where there was qualifying races just to make the field at, at Delaware Speedway. And we haven't seen that, obviously. But one of the things that was brought kind of um, up was uh, a big kind of question in the off season, which was the the choose rule, which has been implemented, of course, in, in the, the top of NASCAR and has been in short track racing for a long, long time. Now, I'm not as familiar with Delaware Speedway if this is something that has if it previously was at Delaware Speedway Weekly, but I they've implemented now for the the APC series. So um, what are your thoughts on that? I think the choose rule is great, uh, right yeah. from the get-go. And again, <laughs> I go back to the days of, you know, stuff trickles down from, from the Cup Series down to short track racing. I remember the days of, you know, sitting in the grandstand in Michigan, 42 cars lined up after a caution in lap three, lined up nose to tail. I don't want to see that as a fan. I want to see, you know, 21 rows or two. That's what I want to see. And uh, Delaware, they they used to, for years, the tradition there was one, two, three, and then double up. So the front three would be single file, and then they double up from then. And then uh, they had the choose choose cone in effect um, for, I'm going to say, two years maybe, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. I thought it was great. Uh, And then NASCAR started doing it, and I was hoping that, just the way the two wide starts trickled down to to the local racing that you would see the the uh, the cone rule trickled down and the, the drone rule that was just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean we have the option though because G Force we have we have Abby that does an amazing job with the drones, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that we do have something like that. I mean, maybe we just stick like Adam's face on the front of the drone instead, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, make it like the Adam rule or something. That would be kind of fun, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this the 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 my only my only question, I guess, is is regarding the choose rule. Is do you foresee that this is going to um, because APC is doing it? We don't really we don't know the penny series right now. I I, I haven't heard anything if they're going to do it. But do you think other tracks are going to take take a role? We see Sunset Speedway is doing it as well. So um, is it something that we think everybody's doing? I think it's going to trickle down in the series that start this year. Without the okay. choose cone rule in effect, they might change it during the year, or or if they go all year without it, my guess is because everybody else is doing it by twenty twenty four. I guess you'll see the choose cone rule everywhere. I mean, I, I don't see why you wouldn't do it. The, the, the other thing is, you, as much as short track racing and NASCAR is different, if you can get those NASCAR fans out to the short track, you want to give them something that they see on TV every Sunday in terms of the way things are lined up, you know? Um, and, and I think just, especially to a rookie fan walking in there uh, to any live speedway, the more you can match it up to what they see on TV on Sundays, the, the better off you are. Yeah. Unity across kind of the, th- if, if somebody's coming in and it's, there's parallels to what they watch on TV. It's immediately like, there's so many convoluted rules. As you go from series to series, province to province and uh, Canada versus the States. It's if it's something a little more standardized in a world, that's not so standard. I mean, it's just a little bit easier uh, to attract new fans. And that's, that's something we've been really striving to do over this off season. I mean, we've been doing it ever since we kind of established ourselves, but I mean, 
beating that drum of bringing new fans out, it seems talking about all it's, it's the best time to bring new fans to the track because there is all this new stuff going on. And that, do you feel that kind of energy too, Jamie? Like when you're talking with uh, the ownership group and that sort of thing, that uh, it's an opportunity to be seized right now. I think the, the, the short track stuff is in good shape. I think mm-hmm. I just, I, again, the, the crowds of Delaware in the last couple of years since they were, since the new ownership group took over and, and again, the end of the pandemic, um, it, Again, it's a day-old question, right? The promoters need cars, and the, the cars need money, right? And the and the, money, the promoter needs to bring the fans in to pay the guys to race, you know. Uh, but but I think in the last couple of years, I think the sport is pretty good. Like we've we've sent guys home to, from APC shows. Uh, you know, I I don't recall having less than twenty cars nope. at an APC show last year. No, nope. uh, the the Super Stock Series went well. Uh, again, I just I hope the numbers stay up at all the tracks. And you know, there was a a bunch of factions that were were suggesting, hey, we need need more quick wick races than five. The problem is, if you do that, well, then the guys go, okay, I'm going to run eight times with the quick wick all year. I'm not going to bother running my local weekly track. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. really the thing that the thing the series wanted to get away from. Yeah, that may. It's, yeah. Oh, sorry, Cam. It's yeah. It's just, it's such a codependent kind of system. Like everything hinges on each other, and if you saturate one thing, it starts depriving the other. And it's it's all got to work in a nice balance. And it just seems like everything is working. At least from our point of view, from far away, it looks like it's a decent balance right now. Where at least in your case, the track itself is it's legendary. So, I mean, it draws the crowds, as you say, you have no shortage of great racing. Um, it's, it's just a good time to, to get out there and enjoy it. And we're, we're almost there. So when's, uh, when's opening night for Delaware, Jamie? Uh, opening night is, I believe it's the 12th is the Friday night when we open. And uh, of course, the next weekend to be APC action. Uh, at, at sunset, and then of course, Penty's on the Sunday. It's going to be a, a lot of kilometers on the old car that weekend. Yeah. Uh, where I'm, I'm going to make all three of them, and then actually, I gotta I gotta skip racing in Canada the following week because I'm knocking one off the bucket list. I've uh, I've been to the Brickyard three times, including the first one. I've never been to the 500 before. So nice. Um, one of my one of my buddies on iRacing, we worked out a deal with his parents. We're going to camp in their backyard, and, uh, and we're going to Indy for the five hundred. Oh man, man you know what? Awesome That's trip. awesome. We got we got a buddy of ours, uh, Mason and, and Tori. They're going to go for their first mm-hmm. time in the five hundred as well. And it's awesome to hear that there is so much excitement regarding that, and especially because it, it is it's the five hundred. I think for a couple of years, people are going eh. It's the Indy 500, whatever. But IndyCar to me is is a, a series that seems to be doing everything right, um, except for maybe their promotional side of things. I think they've got some work there. But holy moly, the, the talent alone in that series is amazing. Some of the names they have coming up through the Indy NXT program, the ladder system, it works so well. And for somebody who my first love was cart it was not nascar it was it was the the championship auto racers of i don't know what it was uh cart auto racing teams 
on yeah. racing teams. And um, Molson India every year. Um, Paul Tracy, Patrick Carpanier, Tagliani, following the Canadians, um, you know, really not liking the Andretti's. Funny how that changes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to live out that experience, how long, how long have you been waiting for this, Jamie? Come on. Well, I, I've been watching since I was a little kid. You know, um, I, I got to the museum once um, years ago when we went to the NASCAR race, and it was it was like two dollars and ten cents to get in. It was like ridiculously cheap. What? Uh, and, and just I don't know. Just you, it's one of those places. It's like going to Daytona. You just get goosebumps when you walk in the place. Uh, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I, I think it's going to be really neat. Uh, like I said, there's a, a few of us going. We're going to go to the little five hundred the night before. Mm-hmm. Uh, gonna check out the museum and uh my my, my buddy from from indianapolis he's uh got a, a local rock show on the friday night <laughs> awesome. right down your alley man that's perfect i think it'll be cool it'll be a neat weekend and uh i haven't been to the brickyard in a long time and uh i was i was there for the first brickyard and that was something i'll never forget and i, I think this is going to be much the same I was just going to say, this will be one that you'll never forget either by the sound of it. That's a cool trip. For, for you, is there a driver that you're, if you got to see them win, it would be the best trip? I mean, for, I guess, Elio maybe winning a record? Um, You know what? If Hinch was still racing or Tracy was still racing or Carpentier, uh, I, I think now the guys, I, I'm a I'm a, I like Will Power and I like Scott Dixon. Uh, you know, I, I think Scott Dixon is just a class act. Yeah. And, uh, you know, either one of those guys. But, you know, I, I just want to go have, have a good Sunday in Indianapolis, enjoy everything, and, and take it in and watch a good race. And That's the great. way those races have been this year, they uh, no shortage of uh, uh, nail-biting moments, that's for sure. <laughs> it was, it was 2016 or 2017 is the one that stands out to me with Frankini and, and Sato racing for the, the win. Yeah. And, and for the last 60 laps, the two of them were just back and forth and must have changed the lead 20 times. It was just ridiculous. Uh, yeah. If I get one of those races, I don't care who wins. If I, if, if it, yeah, the Sato losing in turn, turn one on the final lap, that broke my heart. Luckily, he did come <laughs> back and and get two so he's already done pretty good for himself but we'll we'll transition back over because um one of the bonuses about you jamie is that you're kind of all over the place so uh we talked about the apc series but delaware speedway also made a big announcement that they they've got uh a new uh race director in in sean gibbs and and that's a name that many people are familiar with uh let's talk about sean and, and his his promotion and his new opportunity into uh delaware speedway i'm excited about it uh you know um the russ was there for years and the, the speedway's in a better spot now than mm-hmm. before russ showed up i will say that for sure um some new people in place uh, obviously give gives you in the tower and i've had the chance to work with sean up in the tower for for a number of years pretty excited about that uh of course having dave graham on board is going to be a biggie and, and I, I think the biggest thing there is dave worked the souvenir booth for the APC series for so many years that when fans complain about something, he's the APC guy that they see, right? Like they they don't get to go talk to the tech staff and let them know what's wrong. If they're not happy with something (laughs) at the racetrack, they're going to go talk to the the only guy in the APC shirt out in the fan side, the souvenir guy. 
Uh, so, <laughs> so he's he's heard from them all. Good. Uh, I yeah. think he's probably got good ideas from them all. And uh, I think it's going to be great. Uh, I think in terms of the race control ends from, from Sean end to things uh, with, with the experience he has, and then as well on the management side of things, I'm excited to work him for Dave. Just kind of the changing of the guard that happens in racing and, and in, in our Ontario and Canada, especially familiar faces move around and show up in different places, but it, it's neat to see passionate groups align no matter where they are. See, like in the case of Sean popping up at the Delaware with the Delaware group, I mean, it just fits right. It's uh, everybody knows who Sean Gibbs is and uh, there's no more passionate guy and uh, no better guy for the job. So uh, that's, it's cool to see that kind of thing happen in our little silly season. Yeah. He's, he's got a lot of experience in the, the race director role. He flagged for years and years. And I mean, that's for sure, the, you know, like the, the second race director, if you will, of the racetrack, uh, and, and again, I've, I've heard him on the radio. I've heard him in the tower when, when situations going sideways, he's, he's as cool as you can get under pressure. Uh, he's clear and concise with his instructions to the guys on the radio and, and what he wants done. And, uh, I, I think from all the calls I've seen over the years, he's fair. And, and I think he'll yep. do a good job. Yeah. We're, we're really excited about the, the season in Delaware with, with Sean being there. And, and just, uh, I think we're have a good car count and, you know, they, opening practice day not too far away that's the thing that i'm really excited about i mean i will i will give a lot of credit to delaware speedway because without them going out and getting a live broadcast with rogers tv i don't think that my fandom would be my fandom not just specifically for delaware speedway but for canadian motorsports would not mm. be where it is without that because i started watching that a couple of years ago when it first came in and um i did not know a single name at delaware speedway i didn't know any of the weekly competitors and now thanks to that broadcast i look forward to, i used to watch it was nascar trucks it was nascar xfinity it was nascar cup i don't look forward to watching those races anymore i look forward to my friday delaware speedway racing i look forward to whatever racing in canada is taking place on saturday and sunday even if I have to watch it via race monitor, um, this is exactly what fans need. You guys have the opportunity of having a broadcast partner that will post it on YouTube. Um, so let's talk about Rogers TV London and what they've done for for Delaware Speedway and what uh, they'll be doing hopefully again this year. Well, um, they're they're back as far as I know, all ready to go. And uh, Chris Burkholz. Um, he's been involved with Rogers a long time. He's a producer on it and really spearheaded getting them back out a few years ago. Uh, obviously, Chris Soares on air. I've had the, the chance to work with Chris at the racetrack uh, for years now. Uh, always good to see him on there. I, I like the uh, the rotating booth that he had. Uh, you know, he had Gary Ingerson up there. He had Trevor Culver up there. I think that's cool when you can get a guy, um, you know, the, Again, you you get the guys on the TV broadcast. That at some point, they become irrelevant because mm -hmm. there's so many new fans that you know. But guys like that who raced last Friday, they're, they're as relevant as it gets. And uh, you know, Trevor Culver, he's always done good on the mic, good at promoting people. Um, you know, he used to fill in for Jared up at Grand Bend years ago. So uh, you know, I I think that uh, the, that on the Rogers end, and it's uh, 
I've heard over the years a lot of short track promoters say, well, why would I give my product away? Um, and, you know, by putting it on TV, people don't have to come out. And, uh, you know, the, the first track that really took this to task in Ontario was uh, Schwiegen a few mm -hmm. years ago by, by putting it on the air. And, and Clint sold um, Glenn Styers that it would work. And it did. It, it you mm -hmm. know, it didn't hurt their attendance. It brought more people out because a race fan is going to go to the racetrack if they're a race fan. Yeah, uh, you know, um, if they can't, if they can't get to the racetrack, you can still have them involved and give them the product. Yeah, um, even even, and I don't see why there isn't every short track in in the world who doesn't at least plug into YouTube and put their yep. audio out there from their. Oh right, yes, yep. I, yes. I've been saying that for years. All it takes is a, you know, two hundred dollar laptop and a couple mm -hmm. points. And and you know, if I'm at Michigan Speedway in the grandstand or in the campground on Friday night, and I want to listen to what's going on at Delaware Speedway, I can yeah. listen to it. I, I wasn't going to be there to spend my money anyways, you know. But at, at least you can participate and become part of the show again. That was actually something that I used to, I mean, way back when, I don't know if it's still around, but there used to be the performance racing network that we get in PRN and yeah. it would just get it on radio on the AM dial. And that's how it could be able to catch because it would get the MRN broadcast from the U S and they played up here. And that's what you, what I have to do sometimes because uh, we didn't have enough TVs in the house. So I had to, deal with the radio i would i love this idea it's what i've talked about for the pinty series as well like if people can't have the access if they don't have the access to get watching it live having a, a radio broadcast same with some sort of uh like you said it's it, if it's just the, the the track audio that that goes a long way because you know what it's still people tuning in and i definitely like the idea that that you guys have with with broadcasting your stuff because i think it's done exactly what clinton did say it would and for me i want to go to ushweekin every week uh, i want to go to delaware every week that's the reality um the racing well, that i've now I, I argue obviously i i'd rather go to see delaware more just because i'm not a dirt guy but um it definitely did that and if if we if i lived a lot closer i would be there every week but well, you're in Scarborough too, Cam, right? Yeah. And yeah. you tuning into that, you referred me, hey, you should check this out. We watched it when we were in Tall Riviere last year. I watched it at home. Like I watched Delaware Friday nights in Muskoka because I'm not going to drive 500 kilometers to Delaware on Friday night every Friday. But it just that concept, it's proven that it works and it it makes us want to be there for like those diehard fans. They will tune in and it will make them say, Hey, one day I got to buy a ticket and just stop watching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Whether it's live or on TV and most marketing people will tell you this eyeballs are eyeballs. Exactly. And if you can, you can show people the numbers of who's watching, how many of them, you know, what age they are, how much money they make. You can sell it. Mm -hmm. I think it's a lot easier, um, Jamie, as well. When you sit, when you go, how do, how do I find, a NASCAR cup broadcast. Oh, you have to have TSN one, two, three, four, five at this time with this cable provider and this and this and this, or you just say, go to YouTube. Like 
it, done. D- simple and easy. One of the biggest complaints we get for the Pinty Series races has been that they, people don't have accessibility to it because they have to have a specific TV package. And a lot of people don't have cable anymore, right? So having this option out there, it does provide so much more for people. And, um, you know, we have to, before we, we wrap up here, we have to squeeze in the 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 real real big excitement that we have um, this year uh, for for Delaware Speedway, which is that the Ontario Sportsman Series, a series that we work uh, so uh, so very much with, and I, I believe you have a bit of a history with the Ontario Sportsman Series as well, making three trips to Delaware Speedway, um, part of our our S our, our special events cup in memory of Bob Merrifield, and um, let's talk about the opportunity uh, uh, to see the, the these old cast cars slash Pindy's cars uh, still coming out and racing. Guys that are in our series that are are in their 40th year of racing, which is absolutely insane. Uh, great cars. They put on a great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully they bring a lot of them again this year. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I just, that's what I grew up on. I, I grew up on cast car Friday nights at Delaware yeah. Speedway from the time I was a kid. Uh, you know, my, my first job in racing was working for Tony in cast car. Um, you know, and, cool. and it, the cars are awesome. I can't say anything bad about the APC show level of competition in the equipment, but it, those those cars just put on a special show. It doesn't matter where they're at. Um, it leads to a lot of good two wide racing, and it, it should be great to see them at Delaware three times this year. And uh, you know, it, for all the times that uh, Kevin Trevelin has been the uh, yeah. you know the bad luck story, man. For him to finally win, not not once, but a second night in a row. Yeah. Uh, that was just, it was really cool. It was really cool to be able to see that. And then gets the championship out of it. Like, what a story. And and you know what? We we yeah. love Delaware Speedway. We love the APC series. We're hopefully going to get a couple more races in this year. It's tough because you got to find, got to go to, w- which race are we going to go to this weekend? And we'd love to be everywhere, but... <laughs> Um, uh, we, we, that's not always possible, but Jamie, uh, we absolutely love that, that you, uh, have been a, a great friend of ours and somebody that we look up to and, um, definitely as a voice of racing in Canada. So, uh, we want to thank you for having the opportunity, uh, for coming on and, and chatting with us once again, and we'll definitely be doing it, uh, later this year, talk about the APC series and what's going on at Delaware Speedway. And, and we'll hopefully run into you, uh, at a couple of our different trips out to Delaware Speedway this year. Good stuff. Well, it's great beyond and, uh, you guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. Thanks a lot, Jamie. We, uh, yeah, as Cam said, uh, stepping foot on Delaware's property is just one of those things that, it's it's it, our daytona it is. it is it's just you feel the racing heritage when you step yeah. foot on the property and uh i look forward to every time we make the trip down there it's worth every minute of the travel and uh can't wait to do it again soon one of my one of my favorite delaware stories years ago Cascar hadn't been there for years in the pinty series or it was still yeah. canadian tire series at the time it hadn't been there for a number of years and it was probably four or five years they hadn't raced those types of cars there and at the top of the hill, the night they finally made their return, it was Dennis Thompson who summed it up best. He said, you know what? This place just feels like a racetrack. And <laughs> yeah. was, uh, I will never forget those words from Dennis Thompson. So That's perfectly good, well said. I mean, Such a good line. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really does. I mean, when you pull out and you walk in between those two stands and you see it, you, you're in the, the almost it's like the valley 
um, yeah. hill through that little hallway and then oh. out into glory. It's freaking great. Can't wait. I'm just, I'm talking myself up right now. I, can't I know. Wait. <laughs> I know. I want to go tomorrow, man. Jeez. Thanks um, so much for the time, Jamie. We do really appreciate it. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks for having me on, guys. Keep up good work. Thank you.